Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. A child's brain develops fastest from the time they are born until they turn five. Unfortunately, for millions of children living in under-resourced communities, this critical time to build a strong foundation for learning is at risk. Start Early expands access to quality early learning to help parents and children thrive. Learn all about Start Early and the work they do by visiting startearly.org learn. Everybody and welcome to another edition of it is Sunday night, so it's corner to corner time right here from C2CRadioShow.com and PW247Radio.com. We're audio only tonight. We're going to continue with video as we venture forward in the coming weeks. So I want to thank everybody who checked us out over on YouTube. Um, still kind of learning, you know, the green screen, graphics, transitions, but the important thing is progress is being made, and I really feel good about it. I'm excited about what the future holds for us uh, as far as the, the television, the televised debut of C2C. Um, myself, Stan Grubb, my co-host, my tag team partner, Brian Taylor, is with us. Hey, what's up? And uh, Allow me to take a moment and put out one of those uh, advisory things you know that pop up on your screen every once in a while public service announcement okay for everybody out there listening all over the world do not blow vape smoke into your (laughs) xbox series x who does that i along with microsoft am telling you that's a no-no don't do it don't do it I, I got to know, Brian, who who's blowing vape smoke into their brand new Xbox Series X? Well, so I don't I don't know. I don't know like what Waterhead is doing it, <laughs> but 
the, the console released Tuesday, I think by late Tuesday, there were like two videos of these uh, Xbox consoles smoking. Right now, these were the first two. Like so, but what they did was um, they made a mistake because there was like uh, way too much smoke uh, <laughs> billowing out of the top of these things. And uh, what I can't believe nobody noticed is that the power button wasn't even on. Right. So here's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. If the console doesn't have power to heat up the console. It's going to stop smoking. But if you're continuously smoking out of that console, and I mean, we're talking like house fire type smoke. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's this insane. Thing was billowing <laughs> out of there. Plumes of and smoke. Were, yeah, plumes. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, I turned it on. This is what happened. Well, no, your on button's not even on. Wow. Right? It's not even on. So it means your power's cut off. Now, it's not cut off like if you had pulled it from the cord, uh, I mean, from the wall. However, there's no power. <laughs> the insides are cooling down, and they're not smoking any longer because you have no electricity, you dumbasses. <laughs> I, I get it. You know, you want to do what cool people do. I mean, hey, I was once a smoker. It took me a long goddamn time to quit. <laughs> But uh, you know, when you're when you're doing crazy stuff, you want to do crazy stuff and be funny, and I guess that's what people were thinking. That's, that's yeah. I, the... I just I don't I don't I don't I mean, why not just like take it out back and bash it with a, a sledgehammer or something? If, if you just want to like blow five hundred bucks for right right for for whatever reason, <clears throat> I mean, I guess. If that's what you're going to do with your time, hey, why not, right? Yeah. And the bad part is, so, you know, like the guy, he had, he must have like 30 wires hooked up to like five or six uh, power strips or something all hanging from the wall. I mean, it was like, dude, really? I mean, I would be ashamed even to try that video in front of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, hey, so, I'm, I'm as excited as the next guy about the Xbox Series X and maybe the PS5. I mean, they both look cool. Um, but I, I, I'm not about to to start, uh, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, what I really want to do, Brian, is I want to spend $500, and then I just want to I just want to blow it up. I just want it to burn up, you know, and never use it. Yeah. Yeah, in the hopes, in the hopes that when I cut it back on, because, again, the power button was off, <laughs> dumbass, uh, you know, that it will work again. Mm-mm-mm. And I'll, I'll be some internet sensation overnight. And yeah, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut it up. <laughs> it's all right, man. <laughs> I, I don't know I, but I just had to get it off my chest. First thing, public service announcement: We, as responsible journalists, should pass on those type of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft, I will expect my check uh, in the mail. Um. I know you're listening, Phil. I know you're listening. <laughs> Bill Gates right now, upset. No, Phil, not Bill. Phil. Oh, Phil. Phil. Phil, the head of Xbox. Ah, okay. I got you. I got yeah. you. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, and, and for people that are, I, I guess, why, I don't know. But, Brian, they're, they want to destroy things in the middle of a pandemic. Why? Why? Why during a pandemic? I don't know, man. Times like these. You know. I, I don't know. However, another good thing. I'm just throwing them out there, right? So we're just sometimes here we at corner to corner we like to branch off in other things. Uh, SpaceX is launching tonight. Really? And it is the first launch in a series that is going to bring commercial type launches to SpaceX on a regular basis. Mm. Yeah. So should this thing get up there and uh, you know, nothing happen, then we are one step closer to uh, doing good things with the moon, which will then be a stepping stone to Mars. And we will be like right on track for 2020 or 2032, I think, or 2023. I don't know. Something, some it's somewhere we're getting close to it. I mean, I guess what, what are we getting? I mean, is it going to be like colonization? Are we, are we getting somewhere sweet like that? If, if, if SpaceX has, has its way, which it looks like they may very well be beating everybody else at this time. That SpaceX. When they hit, when they hit Mars, they want to be the first ones there. It's the and space the, force. To the victor go the spoils. So is Steve Carell going to be our, uh, our guy? For the Space Force, I can only hope. I can only hope. That's such a that's such a fun, fun little show. <laughs> I actually, I enjoyed the the whole deal. I really did. Yeah, I, I didn't finish watching it. I need to go back and finish it. Um, so I have like a short attention span a lot of times when it comes to these little shows, um, because you know I have Netflix, I have Disney, I have. Hulu, you know, I, I, I have ate a lot. A lot. And a lot of these little, you know, HBO where I can watch these series and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I watch those more than regular TV. And I may start one and get distracted. You know, it's the whole squirrel thing from Up. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. And then I look, I looked up. You said squirrel. Now I'm looking the other way. <laughs> You're distracted. Yeah, I'm distracted. And then I'll start a new one, and then, you know, go back to go back to it eventually. But that's just how I am, man. That's how I am. I'm jealous of you. You know, that's what I want. I want to go. I know. I, I want to go listen, to space. Bro, I know. I know. I, I do, too. I do, too. However, it took them way too long, and they're not going to let a fat out of shape late 40 something gray haired old dude you know on the rocket ship to mars they're so evil yeah little bastards why won't they let me in sorry i said the b word (laughs) (laughs) hey listen so i've been playing valhalla so you'll have to forgive me um i'm i'm like regressed into a viking Viking viking-esque attitude you know so Becoming violent. <laughs> violent in your old age? Yeah, just for this period of time. 
So I'm gonna jump off the refrigerator and uh, execute, you know, some finishing move on my daughter one day. She's not gonna <laughs> see it coming. <laughs> Hopefully, she won't move too fast, and I miss her, and then just go splat on the floor. <laughs> execute order sixty six. <laughs> Oh, man, you had to bring that up, too. I mean, mm-hmm. what I do mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Well, so you brought up Order 66, which is in reference to Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And see, now this ties into, like, a certain cameo. Yeah. Mandalorian. Uh by one Sasha Banks. I thought she did good. I really did. I have not seen it yet. Uh, I'll watch it this week. I'm two episodes behind. Um, so don't spoil it. Um, but, yeah. I, and so she's, she's what, a Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's one of the blue ones, right? Is she the, yeah. The, like the blue outfit? All right. The only thing I can tell you, though, is that... I, I can't. Hmm. I don't. Oh no! Spoil so it. I I know I know I don't know where she falls into play, but I know the main the leader of the Blue Mandalorians t- ultimately ties back into the cartoon of Rebels and the Clone Wars. Right. Um. So that kind of I think for the first time in a long time, that's going to give us a better timeline than any, anything else we've ever had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we know where the Clone Wars kind of fall into play. We know where Rebels kind of falls into play. And now we know where kind of the Mandalorian may fall into play. Yeah, which brings me to, hey, our latest edition, Brian, of Cancel Culture. Um, hey, you, it's, it's even... Yoda. Yoda's not safe. Bet you didn't know Oh, yes. Yeah? Yep, that's right. Yoda is next on the uh, chopping block to uh, to get canceled, as he apparently is responsible. This this is funny, I promise you. Responsible for... Um, how does one say this gently? I, I don't guess I can. Responsible for possibly genocide. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, but... Hear me out. Apparently, Yoda eating the eggs, if you haven't seen this, that's all I can tell you because I can't give you too much. But apparently, Yoda eating the eggs means that he's trying to kill an entire species. Now, I know you haven't seen this week's, so I'm not going to go too deep, Mm -hmm. but I'll say this. Mandalorian does take steps to fix the problem for all of us super sensitive types. What, they just don't show him eat? No, no, they they show more of what he does. Um, oh, do he poops? <laughs> that's right. Goes to the corner. Goes to the corner of the yeah, ship. We've, <laughs> we've seen him eat the eggs. Yeah. What's he do, poop? Do we get to see him poop, finally? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so, wow, what's, in, what's, what's crazy about this uh, counterculture is they really don't think. No, right? they definitely don't. They don't think. Because for one to consume something, 
because we're not at the Star Trek point where everybody's got the little food generator in, in the corner there. I want one. Some, I do too. Something <laughs> would then have to be destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. So let's take your 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 basic cow. In order to have your hamburger or your steaks or whatever, you got to kill the cow. That's just hard. Same thing with the chicken and the pig and the fish and the sheeps and in some countries the monkeys. The monkeys and guinea pigs. And Don't you say bats? Don't you say bats? Uh, well, we, we, I mean, if you watch a video on blood markets in China, you'll know there's bats and snakes and dogs Ew. and cats and everything else in there. Right. right? But, but, but again, so we've covered the meat groups. <laughs> well, in order to get to vegetables, you got to tear up the fields, you know? So, I mean, this, this is, did a vegan write this or what's the other one? Not a vegan. What's the other one? Uh, vegetarian write this and that, thinking that's, well that's what i don't that's what vegans are <laughs> well yeah but there's there's like two different ones aren't they aren't there some that kind of eat meat on the yeah i think they they have their own little you know you're not part of our club you know stance yeah <laughs> you're not a real I, I vegan a, <laughs> yeah i just steak every every once every six months and get away with it you know whatever but anyway right <laughs> you must until the point comes people where we can generate food out of thin air you're always going to be destroying something i want to be like mm. you know able to go up to the- there's never been a better time to find out why bet mgm is the king of sports books download the bet mgm app and place a ten dollar money line wager on any nba playoff game if either team hits a three-pointer in the game you'll win two hundred dollars in free bets just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more. And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Machine and just say filet mignon. Medium well. Just to mess with people's heads. (laughs) (coughs) That would be cool. But I mean... Do they not think, like, I, you know, I can understand some, but we're going to now say, and no, we're talking baby Yoda, right? Yeah, of course. Like, it's not even okay. like a full-grown Yoda. This is a, a literal toddler <laughs> that's putting everything in his mouth. Holy crap, whoever heard baby. of that? Only, I don't know, parents. <laughs> so, baby Yoda's eating to live. Right. But he's destroying an entire species all by himself. Genocide, sir. Genocide. Genocide. All by himself. 
Baby Yoda, responsible for genocide. Listen, so for the counterculture crew out there, can y'all start, like, tattooing stupid on your foreheads or something? Oh, no, it's already there. It's already there. You just got to wear the right sunglasses. Oh, damn, I do not have my Roddy Piper sunglasses. (laughs) I do have my Roddy Piper chewing gum, though. Ah, well, I'm all out. I'm all out of chewing gum. We should write. We should we should contact Pro Wrestling Tees and be like, look, in one crate you send us the bubble gum. <laughs> now we need the glasses. We should start sending them threatening tweets saying we're out of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't do that because once we get once we get the uh, design finished, uh, you know, we're gonna have T-shirts on there. Hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. Let's let's not uh let's not uh you know I like pro wrestling tees. Let's not harass <laughs> Stan. We're out of bubble gum <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's so funny. <laughs> you know, um let's see here. All we... right, so let me let me go make for one it. more proclamation. Uh oh. Oh shit. So number one, you can't talk about politics. Number two is sports, and number three is now counterculture. <laughs> oh, really? It's, yeah. Well, what the hell are we going to talk about? <laughs> it took away all the fun know. stuff. Let's just, let's <laughs> just talk about culture. Sometimes culture. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, depending on who you ask, we're part of cult- counterculture. If we're a wrestling fans, good God, what's wrong with you? Mm, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, we're just nerds. Yeah. <laughs> nerds! Yeah, nerds that like to sit around and eat hot pockets. Ooh, ooh, damn! Hot pocket. What are you gonna make? Hot pockets. <laughs> oh, the following so, segment uh, of C two C Radio Show is brought to you by Hot Pockets. <laughs> uh, uh, we should we should tell Devore to try and get a, uh, a sponsorship with them. That would be. A- I would, hilarious. I would do it for free until they cut us in on it. I really would. Like in the middle of a match. I just want to say this match is brought to you by the good folks over at Hot Pockets. <laughs> That's great. So, Brian, uh, we, we have actually kind of some serious stuff to talk about this week. Um, Dynamite was a good show this past week coming out of uh, Full Gear. Um, now I miss, I missed the ratings. How were the ratings from Winston? Ratings were low for both sides, but uh, it was basically seven hundred sixty-three to six eighty-three. So they were relatively close, about eighty thousand mm-hmm. separating them. But um, I've watched both shows. NXT continues to, in my mind, they're not grasping at straws anymore. They're trying their own thing, which is is the right way to go. But it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna take time for people to kind of get back into that shift. Um, and AEW continues to just kind of keep things moving with mm-hmm. with what we might be seeing here. And we're going to avoid rule. What was politics? Rule number one. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to avoid it as best we can. But what with what we might be seeing within the next coming months in relative in, in multiple states because of the pandemic, um, it'll be interesting to see what AEW and NXT does here in the coming weeks because. If Florida goes back to the phase that they're talking about going, and I think it's phase one, 
um, the fans that have been in attendance will not be able to be in attendance for the next few months. Yeah, but I, I mean, we've already it, this this at this point, this would not be anything new, right? Well, so, it won't. It definitely I mean, wouldn't impact NXT, AEW, in my opinion. Do what? It would not impact AEW. They know how to manage that. Yeah, I, I don't think it would impact the WWE either. I, I think with both, the the smart thing to do, mm-hmm. right, would be exactly what uh, uh, kind of take from Impact. Because, again, Impact kind of has a static cam, right? Mm-hmm. The, the 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 sides of the ring are are pretty much dark, right? So you can't tell if anybody's there or not. Get it? Dark? Although for, huh? Huh? Oh wait, that's a different yeah, show. Yeah. My bad. So for but AEW, they put the wrestlers there. So put the put the the hard cam. Just use the hard cam. Let the wrestlers be on the sides like they are, mm-hmm. and then pipe in the crowd noise. The NFL's doing it, and believe it or not, I was watching Detroit and Washington today. I'm sorry to hear that. And oh, actually, it turned into a great game after I turned it off. Who <laughs> do right? Well, it was close for a while. Detroit. I'll say that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, but you know who? Hey, listen. So I don't feel bad losing in the final whatever on a 59 yard field goal. Yeah, I mean, you could have lost forty six to twenty three. Right, we could have lost twenty four to three. You know, there was a lot of scenarios. That yeah, we could have done yeah. that. Um, but anyway, so after the kick, the, whoever's running Detroit's volume pipes the cheers in. It sounds like the place is going nuts, and it that's not really something that I've heard. Mm-hmm. before you know you hear it every once in a while where they get the sound right you know to to where the 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 crowds go up when they should and they boo when they sh- you, you know what i'm saying right right sometimes they get it right and i i don't i don't think it, especially if you had to go back to the schedule where we taped a, a week one mm-hmm. week live taped a week whatever especially on the tape weeks you could probably bluff it quite a bit um, for either show, yeah, uh, yeah, well, I feel like with, we could do that. Yeah, with NXT in the in the uh, Thunderdome, or are they still Thunderdome? We got Thunderdome <laughs> in two places. They are the Capital Wrestling Center, sir. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, maybe it might be a little bit harder, uh, you know, because it'd be live. But I think both of them could pull it off. It's not like the WWE hadn't been accused of. Piping in chance. No, come on. Everybody chance burn it down when Seth Rollins came out. Everybody. (laughs) Yeah, so. Everyone. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think think you just have to be smarter than you were, you know, when this thing started. Mm -hmm. Um, Hats off for, for them getting to this point. But I think should we go back into a, a phase one, I think you just have to, you know, again, take from impact and take from the NFL or sports and a hard cam, let the hard cam do its thing. And you pipe in the crowd when the, when the crowd should be piped in there. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you've got enough raw reactions audio wise for literally everything now. 
outside of you know right. su- surprise debuts. Um, and even then, you right. just play a, a random pop. Um, right. You could do this everywhere, and I think that Impact has probably done it for a company that has been quote unquote on the ropes for as long as they have. Their programming for the past two years indicates that they're truly just moving forward regardless of what anybody else says they should do. So right. I, I applaud them. I mean, the last few shows I've seen of theirs, including Turning Point and uh, Bound for Glory, have been pretty well top-notch. Now, they're still taking stabs where they don't need to as tra- far as comedy attempts, but I'm just the kind of guy that gets tired of comedy and wrestling overall. So I don't know that that's really a, a broad opinion. Mine, of course, right. but, now, you know. Now, the la- uh, I didn't see this pay-per-view. Uh, what, from last week, I think it was? Uh, so this or, past oh, Saturday. Or last night? Yeah, this past Saturday. Yeah, last night. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see this one, but I saw the, the one where all the WWE guys showed up, so I guess that would have been not this one, but the last one or the one before that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember the crowd, right? I do like the way that they kind of focused on the ring and you can't see the empty seats right so i do think that's a clever way to pull it off um because i if i remember right when they did it it was just so quiet um to me it was very very quiet um almost like the the mic they should have had close to the ring wasn't turned on or something right um now again maybe they've improved on it um but i i think impact you know, much like AEW has said, well, we're going to do it this way, and we think this is good and going to work for us, and here we are, and, you know, the WWE, for the most part, played catch-up for most of the year. Um, so now I think now they kind of have a really good grasp on it. But, yeah. Because um, I, did, I did not like any of the WWE, WWE stuff when they were behind the glass. Um, you, you didn't know, like the hockey the rink? No, I did not like the hockey rink. So, I did not like the hockey rink. I, th- I thought it was kind of foolish. And folks, if you're just joining us, we're live on C2CRadioShow.com, PW247Radio.com, and of course through Spreaker. We are talking about, you know, hey, apparently... Apparently, there's multiple states looking to go back to phase one as the um, cases of COVID have seemed to increase. And it's it's a damn shame because there's a lot of good, positive things happening with crowds going on, especially with AEW. The, the crowds returning have really helped in the way of two different things. One, when a bad guy does something that really sucks, hearing the boos, the organic boos, really makes a big difference. It really helps push something across. Um, for example, with MJF this past Wednesday with Chris Jericho and his celebration of getting into the inner circle, it was the reaction that made MGF have to improv. MJF. I don't know if I just said MGF. But MJF. With him having to improv and kind of react to the, to the crowd, it really showed just how good he really is instead of the... I know you don't like me, but, you know, it was him being more in his element. And these guys that are so good on a microphone, it kind of hurts them 
when there's not a crowd. Mm, I agree. Um, but again, I think, I think they could pull it off. I mean, um, it, this is going to be what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I'm fully convinced come January, if we haven't already, we're definitely headed back to one probably pretty quick. Um, I mean, I, I think the, um, the president elect, his guys are already talking about four to six weeks. Um, which I, you know, I, I kind of think that's okay, mm-hmm. but I think I, once again, I think we need to learn from air mistakes. And I think even going back to phase one, we can look at all the, some of these other countries that have very little um, cases, very few deaths, and they're they're not social distancing. Um, was it Vietnam? I think. Um, I think it's Vietnam. Well, I mean the um, there the- there's very little cases. Some of these countries they don't social distance. They wear their mask. It's mandatory mask. You can't go outside without the thing. And you know, I, I just I don't want the economy to go back like it was. I mean, I I wouldn't mind a crowd going back down to, you know, two hundred and fifty people. What they say it was a thousand in attendance last week. Yeah, they had, they had a thousand people in the crowd. Yeah, I'd be okay with two hundred spaced out. I think that. Here's the here's the trouble, the the challenge, I guess. Not really the trouble, the challenge is, you know, AEW has already proven multiple times that they've done very well with managing the crowds and managing COVID tests and keeping everybody separated. I think the challenge is now the if you have to go backwards and AEW, I don't think, you know, maybe I have to look at it from a different perspective. I mean, we know they've sold tickets and been selling tickets. As a matter of fact, uh, in the C2C chat, you shared a video of Tony Schiavone uh, doing like an old school NWA style promo for an upcoming yeah. Dynamite taping. But one of the things they've done really well is they've, they've gotten crowds back involved and the tickets have sold really well. So now if they have to go backwards and, like you said, slim it down to 200 or maybe 100, who knows? I mean, I don't know how that all works. But if you keep everybody separated, I would imagine if you – know, wrestling is a great business because it's it's sport, but it's also the the entertainment aspect you know, of a live drama and TV. So if you strategically place microphones – you know what I mean? You could mm-hmm. you could actually keep the same level of noise. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I never really thought of it. I wonder what the logistics of that looks like. I bet that's a ridiculous soundboard. Mm, I wouldn't think so. Because, um, I mean, I would imagine cause you, you probably wouldn't need as many as you think, right? So you probably just need one place very well. In, in a section, right? So let's say... You can't get much for five bucks these days unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. 
that was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're gonna feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. We're gonna bring in 250 people, spaced amongst. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make something easy here. Uh, 20 sections. So that would be. Well, let's say 25 sections, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be what 10 people per section. Yeah. Well, if it's well, 250, 10 sections, 25 people per section, yeah, 250. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. 250, 25 sections, 10 people per. Um, you would just, you would probably just need a very good microphone mm-hmm. in one, you know, each section. Yeah, you can hang it above because the sound like that travels yeah. up, doesn't it? Well, yeah, you could probably even put it. Um, in, in front of each section, mm-hmm. one, and then you'd have one behind, you know, one section leading into another section. Um, Imagine somebody gets too close to one of the mics. You suck, Moxley! <laughs> Just over the yeah. entire loudspeaker. <laughs> but again, though, if, if you if you use nothing but the hard cam, it's going to sound like there are people there. Right, right. So, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would hate to see we go all the way back. Um, you know, I, I think as long as everybody did what they're told and wore the mask. And I've only yeah. seen a few occasions, you know, caught on camera where somebody wasn't wearing their mask. Well, um, I mean, we, we've seen around the state, you know, just in our area, you, you got idiots that they're like, oh, I don't have to wear a mask. Okay, great. We're not worried about, you know, saving you, buddy. We're worried about you not getting us sick. We don't know the yeah. full the full Monty, you know, about this whole deal yet. We're still learning about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but the, the mask is supposedly, though, your best defense and social distancing. So, right, right. Um, and 10 people per section, it would be very easily easy to social distance. Um, that many people. Well, and that's um, and that's the thing. Like with with AEW, I was thinking about it at first. I was like, well, let's say they're they're back up to a thousand. They sell a thousand tickets. If they were to refund them, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, the Con family's not like, oh my god, we're going broke. You know, it ain't happening like that. So they'd probably yeah, be just fine. Yeah, I'll, every ticket they sell is pretty much like bank mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's their arena it's their popcorn it's their sodas you know everything it's their place right so as long as they pay the light bill and the water bill and you know whatever what other little bills they have to take care of anything else is money in the pocket so if they got to give some back I don't think they. I don't think they bat an eye at it. Well, plus with dailies, you're only talking. Do what? Well, I was just going to say with dailies, the weather is getting better there, so yeah. now it's like it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, and uh, only a, a thousand people. I, you know, they that probably does nothing for their for their wealth. <laughs> so no offense, but you know. Owning, owning what they own, 
just owning that alone, that that little paltry, uh, you know, I, I I don't know, a thousand people, forty thousand or whatever it would be. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they that probably wouldn't even get them any any uh, anything in the bank. Once I mean, it probably does nothing for them. Not to you know, not to cast dispersions because I mean, for us, for the average person. 40,000 is a lot. But for the cons, 40,000, they probably make that, you know, hourly, daily, you know, that if they miss it, they miss it. They, I don't think they bat an eye at it. Well, let's stick with AEW for a second because we did have a newsworthy event this past week, Brian. It's the it announcement. AEW? Yes. I know they never make news. You know they're very quiet, very hush hush. Uh, but they did it. They finally did it, Brian. AEW Games, and for all of oh, us I, video I thought, gamers, whew, we're excited. I, I thought you were going to talk about how the bastards back. The bastards back. Well, I mean, Eddie Kingston may not be too happy about that. Yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, all right, so AEW games. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, can I be the grumpy old man in the room for a second? When are you not the grumpy old man? Uh, when you are. No, even when I am, you you like to find a way to be grumpier. Well, I like being grumpy. It's it's fun, but in this case, it's 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 nitpicking. I admit it. But it I, would, It's kind of like your hair, though. Right. Oh, so see, for the longest time, here we go. For the longest time, you thought you were gonna, it was gonna grow back. It, it was. It really was. When you realized it was gonna keep coming out, you were okay with it. Well, that's the same as your grumpiness. Once you hit a certain age, and you realize, hey, I'm on the down downhill slope now. Yeah, grumpiness kind of goes away. Kind of. <laughs> I, I know that what I'm going to say here is going to upset people. I know some people are going to be like, oh, that's crap. But I got to say it. Kenny Omega is not funny. I'm sorry. He's just not. And the whole segment where they're making fun of Apple, you know, which is basically what they did with the announcement. Where they're making fun of Apple and they're doing like the whole, you know, when I got a contract with AEW... I had a conversation with Tony Khan, and I said, hey, TK, it's KO. I was like, you know what, dude? Just just tell us about the goddamn game. <laughs> immediately, I'm checked out. I'm like, oh, just tell me about the game. I don't want to hear the comedy. I will say, Britt Baker was actually very funny. Conversely, just saying. But no, it, all kidding aside, all complaints aside, all grumpy old man moments aside, um, the... Prototype gameplay, I guess, is what we could say, or in development video that we saw, did look pretty sweet, and I am extremely excited about having the guy who is the mastermind of No Mercy actually at the helm for AEW's console game. It's Ukes, right? Well, it's Ukes. Yeah, but they they actually got. I'm gonna mispronounce it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. They actually oh, that, got. Yeah, I don't even don't just don't pronounce it. But it's Ukes. That's mm-hmm. that should be all you need to say. Yeah. Right. And the guy that did No Mercy. Right. 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 
and what's one of the best console wrestling games ever? Oh, we have. I think we have no mercy. Every time, every time we've ranked them, we've said no mercies at the top. Yes, it's always at the top. Yep. Now, Retromania so, could blow our socks off because it looks cool, and it's coming up soon. There's a due date coming out. God, stop jumping topics. I could do it all day long. Me. Woo! I know. Stop it. <laughs> Let's get back to grumpy old man. <laughs> Hibbity dibbity. And we loved it. We loved it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I think Kenny likes to try and be funny because it probably aggravates people. You're probably right. He probably thought this is going to piss off all the marks in the crowd. Yes, and it did because I'm the guy. I'm like, what the? Come on, dude. Just tell me about the goddamn game. Like, let's. My wife is sitting next to me because I'm in the car. We were grocery shopping when the announcement's going on, and I'm like, I want to watch this announcement. She's like, Will you quit going with your phone? I'm like, I want to see what the game looks like. So there he is. It's 15 minutes in. I'm like, Are you gonna just tell us about the goddamn game? Or are you just gonna keep doing the Apple thing? And he did. So, but I mean, think about even like being the elite, right? In his segments, right? So it's not that they're not entertaining, but it's a lot of times he says things and he's just not funny, right? And maybe he's just got such a dry personality that he understands that and that he uses it to his advantage. And it's just to piss people off. If that makes sense. I mean, or aggr- I guess aggravate people more than more than piss them off. It's just to aggravate people. Well, I mean, it's what right? the Bucks do with being the elite. Yeah, I mean, but the, to me, the Bucks are kind of funny, kind of funny, right? Till they they're steal our stuff. Yeah, they're entertaining. They're kind of funny, but Kenny, a lot of times. Uh, so I'll admit that Kenny and uh, Cabana, I thought was hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was some funny stuff. But even then, Kenny is dry. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just dry. And I think that's probably part of it. He's just got that that weird little entertaining thing, but he's just so dry when he does it. And he doesn't try and be funny. He embraces the dryness. (laughs) And it's just to aggravate the piss out of people. Well, like, I watch uh, Brandon Cutler's, um, I don't know, I think they call it Critical Botch, their, their mm-hmm. D&D sessions. And I love watching it. I love watching him stream his uh, Among Us streams, too. But every single time, and I actually got a lot of crap on YouTube for this, because I put it in the comments. Every time, I'm like, Colt Cabana is just not funny. And somebody actually said, maybe he's not worried about what you think, Mark. Like, and literally, he called me a Mark with quotes around it. Because I didn't know what it actually meant, I guess. So, so was the guy who called you a mark? Was he like a name guy, or was he a a marks mark by using <laughs> a marks behind mark. the scenes lingo? That oh, he was super know, was super edgy, <laughs> so intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I when I put stuff out there from now on, like it, and it's been like this for about a year or two now. Ever since. Ever since, I guess, we got a little bit, and maybe this is cocky, but ever since we got a little bit of experience under our belts, 
and we started to hear just how these guys really do things. Granted, we're no experts. Nobody's saying that. But once we started getting a little bit of understanding as to how some of this works, I started getting tired of, like, protecting opinions. So if I say I don't think somebody's funny, it's not that I'm saying that the business can't benefit from this guy. Clearly, he's done a lot of things right. (laughs) But I'm saying, personally, I don't find him to be all that humorous. Doesn't mean he's not funny all the time. It just means in his D&D attempts, he's trying to take over the game, and I think that's boring. I'd much rather watch Orange Cassidy hit on uh, Leva Bates, because that's actually what he does the entire time, which is hilarious. That's funny. I, you know, I've yet to watch one. But again, I, I would imagine that they have probably fallen into, like, personas. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And and these personas are, you know, kind of like what they want out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And because I, I did think that Colt Cabana's segments uh, on being the elite where he was, you know, not allowed to talk to Kenny because Kenny was going to kill him. Um, I kind of liked those. I thought he was funny. I thought he showed a pretty decent side to him. Uh, but again, I, I, uh, there's a lot of it uh, to me, especially with AEW, mm-hmm. I think where they do things to literally poke the fans and the fans are too, they're too big of marks to realize it. So there, there's a little behind the scenes, Damn it! Uh, I'm not a mark for you. You hear it? Um, I'm not a mark. Okay. I'm not. Yeah, so I, I there's a lot of me that thinks they do certain things just to poke fans. Oh, I think that's exactly what they did with the Dark Order. Yeah, I, like, I think they do it with a lot of things, and you you don't realize it because you think you're smart. Right, right. You there's the second terminology that I'm using for you people tonight. Easy, easy. You One think thing at a time. Smart. And they're smarter than you, and they're making you look stupid. Um, so, but that's just me. Um, no, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right because, like, what we've seen, like, especially with Dark Order. Honestly, if you look at that, we—I I don't know if you did, but I know I complained. I was like, "Come on, this is supposed to be a serious group. They're supposed to be really evil. Why are we laughing at them?" And then all of a sudden, I'm caught up, and I'm like, "God, Johnny Hungry is hilarious because." You get caught up, and then when they do something crazy on TV, you're like, holy crap. And it's not that you didn't know that they could do it. It's because they disguise it so well with everything else that when it pops up on the scene, you're like, oh, good God. They just, you know, they pop a crowd legit because there's another term, legit. Ah, we got you with the third one. Slid the, pause the multiverse. No, I'm just kidding. It, it is cool to see how they do it. I wish WWE would be more comfortable in their own skin where they would do that. Because they have so yeah, many goddamn talented people. I, I Yeah, but I think when they do it, what they are looking for is completely different than what AEW is looking for. Oh, yeah. At I, least right AEW now, yeah. AEW pokes the fans because they want the water cooler chatter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas WWE pokes the fans in the hopes that you're going to buy this T-shirt and by the end of the month it's going to be a million dollars. Right, right. You, you know, they're going to have a million dollars worth of sales. 
right? Kind of like Roman Reigns, right? There's there's a prime example. Hey, that is your tribal poking. chief. Sure, but that's a prime example <laughs> just poking the fans. Yeah. Right? Because they know as well as me and you do that half of the audience simply just does not like this guy. And it's not it's not him in in real life. It's they cannot connect one way or the other with his character. Right? They don't they don't understand what all the hoopla is about, none of it. Right? They they don't think he's any good, what whatever. They and they're not booing him you know, as, as he's a classic heel, you know, e- even as a good guy, they're booing him because they simply think that uh, at the time his persona just wasn't wasn't any good. Now it'd be interesting to see what happens when he has the uh, the, the chief gimmick. But but you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's but number four. Of, you threw gimmick in there. Damn it. Uh, yeah. So, but instead of like. Vince taking him out and saying, well, let's just repackage him and give the fans what they want so we can, you know, all all the fans will love my, my top baby face. You know, they just let it ride because, again, half the crowd boo, and they're, they're a little out of touch with the boos. You know, they're hearing dollar signs when, you know, the, the crowd's telling them we, we just don't even like this guy. Especially as a face. Um, Again, I'd be curious to see how he is as a heel. But, you know, I I, I just think you're you're different. The size of the company is different to where they poke the fans for the wrong reasons. And plus, too, AEW's got, like, Jim Cornette on their backs. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Meltzer and all these other ones. No, and, why'd you have? You know, why? Why bring him in? Well, I mean, you know, we're just throwing terms out there. <laughs> so they're gonna bury us next. There's a shovel in our future. Yeah, and plus too. I mean, think about this. Even the start of AEW was to poke somebody, right? If we go back and remember the faithful words of Meltzer, mm-hmm. you can't fill a ten thousand seat stadium. Oh. Well, watch this, Dave. As they pull out the old wooden stick and whack him across the face. Here's your 10,000 seat stadium. I'll give you 20 and bucks oh, if you do way. it again. <laughs> yeah, and oh, oh, by the way, in six months we got a show starting. And, right. You know, again, I, I think they like just poking people because, again, I think they're taking a page out of Bischoff and controversy does create cash. Well, and it's done very well for them. And you brought it up. I mean, when Pac came back, Pac, Pac, whatever you call him, who cares? When the bastard returned, it was, I mean, we got a video on Twitter. And then we got the teaser the week prior. And then all of a sudden it was like, holy crap, Pac may be coming back. Who's he going to go against? Is he going to go after Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix? And what do we find out? They save it right for the main event segment, which is great. And, and for a lot of folks, what you saw in WWE of Pac is not a true representation of what this guy was all about. So then when you see him in AEW, and this is where you have to almost broaden your minds to, to, to get rid of the bobbleheadness, if that's a term. Um, no, that's my term. 
Well, I know. I, I didn't say it was mine. It's not mine. I just said if it's a term. <laughs> but but you have to look at what this guy did because, remember, he choked out Kenny Omega in a real, real brutal match. Um, and this is a guy that's just capable of so much. And, frankly, Eddie Kingston's going to make him a huge, huge star. I, I'm positive of that. Who, Pac? Yes. Uh, so I already think he's a huge, huge star. I think that I think what we're forgetting is he's been off TV for so long. You, yeah. you kind of forget. I mean, remember at one time he had not lost a title match in like ten years or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before he was uh, in WWE, he hadn't lost a title match. I think his entire career. He won it. Was it? A, was it? It wasn't Dragon Gate. It was another title. Um, and then when he left them and went to New Japan, he won the open weight title, and he never lost that. He was undefeated the entire time. Yeah, I mean, he had some ridiculous thing going. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, that's, I'm glad you brought him up because um, I did see where some people were kind of poo-pooing on him returning. Really? But I... Yeah, but I, again, I think these are these are your typical bobbleheads. Where if, if it had been raw, you know, they mm-hmm. would have proclaimed him the next coming. Yeah, right, right. But it's 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 AEW. They still haven't quite figured out that AEW is not an entertainment show. Mm-hmm. It's sport. You know, it's more wrestling entertainment than sports entertainment. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That they harken back to more of the the older style sports entertainment, you know, yeah. where it appears to be legit wrestling. Um, so, but you know, these, these are ones that are so confused. They, you know, the WWE's messed their little heads up so bad, you know, they, they don't appreciate the moment for what it is. Cause Pac is uh, like, he really, his return strengthens, the top five or six in AEW. Well, and I mean, good. Oh, and don't forget. I mean, he had an incredible record too before he walked out. I think he had only lost the one match before uh, he got sidelined. Frankly, if you're really, really looking through the entire roster outside of COVID, had Pac been active, I think Pac may have actually been in the role of John Moxley at some point. Oh yeah, I could very easily have seen that. Um, um yeah, I, I mean, he had at one time. I think he had the best record mm-hmm. um, of any of them. With and he didn't have the, he didn't have a title, but he, I think he had the best record. And speaking of records, uh, Kenny is the first one to hit. Uh, what number was it this Wednesday? Did they say? Or maybe at the pay per view thirty. Wins or something? Um, uh, I'm looking that up right now. They either brought it, they either said it last Wednesday or they said it, I think maybe they said it at the pay per view that Kenny was the first one to hit a certain number. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Um, but anyway, I, I think if Pac had not. Had the, you know, had not been away for COVID, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you probably would have had a few more five star matches take place. Yeah, uh, I, I think he would have. In my opinion, I think is long and and don't get me wrong, Moxley has done a great job as champion. But I think had mm-hmm. Pac been active, you'd have seen the collision course between the two, and you probably would have seen a title change. Oh yeah, I could I could very easily see that. However, now I think we're going to get the title change in December. Uh, what the yeah. second? Mm-hmm. December second is Omega and Moxley, and, and maybe they because I was expecting this to be the pay per view in February. Yeah. Um, but maybe they moved it to December because Pac came back, and maybe we're going to head to that in February, which to me is going to be even bigger than Omega Moxley. Well, and with Moxley, you can do a lot of different things. Um, I don't know what Mox's plan is, uh, you know, in the next four years, but if Mox loses the title to Omega, he could easily slide in a tag team role with Eddie Kingston. They could do a deathmatch feud for a while, become, you know, unlikely partners, and feud with the Bucks or FTR or whoever, you know. it's That can be done. Pac at the top of the card, to me, makes the most sense with Omega. So if that's what happens at Revolution, yeah, absolutely. And frankly, I'd, I'd, like, to see, I'd like to see them kind of start thinning it out so that whoever is TNT champion ultimately, doesn't have to happen right away, but ultimately tries to challenge for the world title. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I kind of would like to keep it separate. I don't know if Darby. I don't know if I want to see Darby. No, 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 no. Like, I'm put up a legit. Because I'd be kind of torn. I think. <laughs> Honestly, I'd see. I could see Adam Page winning the TNT title and challenging Omega. Yeah, but I don't think you. I don't think he's going to need it. I, I think the the everything is starting to line up right, and. Something will happen that's going to cause Paige to get involved in mm-hmm. the elite business. With um, you know, it, it's going to happen. There's going to be a split, and I think when it happens, um, you're you're. It's going to be one of these nobody saw coming moments. Yeah, and. I think that's going to then draw Paige back into it and put him on a side that again nobody saw coming. Right? So I mean let's take the little let's take the little horseman angle, right? So again, Omega's helping the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Well, whenever FTR is out there, they're throwing up the three fingers. Right. Right? Well, in the horsemen, when you threw up the fingers, uh, JJ was not part of the the fingers. Right. He would have been the thumb that was hidden behind him. Well, again, that thumb is hidden behind him, and I think that's Tully. So it's FTR and Sean Spears, who again has a very impressive record that nobody's really talking about because you know he uh, headlines dark a lot. So. But, I mean, how hard would it be for them to come out and help Omega win Moxley? Mm-hmm. Which would then draw out the Young Bucks. And then they can drop the Young Bucks, and which then draws Paige out. 
and you know it's Omega and FTR versus the Bucks and and Page, and then Spears comes out somewhere down the line to make the fourth. I mean, there's all types of things you can do, but I'm beginning to think that Omega will turn on the Bucks, and that's going to bring Page to the Bucks. As it stands right now, as of November 11th, uh, AEW's rankings: John Moxley 21 and zero. Darby Allen fourteen and five, Kenny Omega number one contender at seven and no, MJF right behind him at ten and one, Cody twenty and three, uh, Brian Cage ten and one, Ricky Starks twelve and two. Now overall, the overall record for Kenny Omega is thirty three and thirty three and ten. That's huge. Yeah, but I, again, I. In one of the last two shows, he was the first one to eclipse. Maybe it's 30. Probably 30. He's, yeah, and they even mention it, that he's the first one to hit 30. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's 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 pretty good I yeah. mean, for, for being for for this craptastic year. That is 2020. Sheeta is 26-7 and seven overall, 20-1 and one in 2020. Nyla Rose is 12-3 in 2020, but she is 18-6 and six in overall competition. That's, uh, that's pretty stout. What's oh, Britt Baker? Uh, Britt Baker is... <laughs> Britt Baker's 2020 hasn't been so great. She's six and six, but uh, Oof, overall, Britt. overall fifteen and ten. So here's that's the a winning record. I think this one is uh, a factor of the fact that she's the NWA Women's Champion. Serena Deeb is ranked over Britt Baker with a record of only three and two. So I think she's ranked over Britt just because of the NWA title. That's quite possible, but in the the. Trying to think what the percentages might be in my head overall. Well, I mean, she's got a uh, uh, let's see, out of five, so it's like a fifty-five or sixty-five percent win-loss record. Whereas, of course, Brits at five hundred. So, I guess, I guess, I could see it, but it to me, it makes better sense to have Brit ranked higher than her. But if she's the NWA Women's Champion, plus technically she's got a higher win-loss record than. Than uh, Brit, so yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, and there we are, statisticians. Look at us. Yeah. Well, the good news is somebody does it for us. Yeah, thank God. So we just <laughs> we just have to be smart enough to go find it. Uh, let's see here. So we do have, um, like I said at the top of the uh, top of the show here at the uh, top of the hour, um, we do have some interesting news that came out of WWE. But I would be remiss if I didn't. Pivot us back to Impact for a moment and say congratulations oh, yeah. to the Good Brothers, to Gallows yes. and Anderson, for defeating the yes. North and becoming the Impact World Tag Team Champions. You know, it couldn't have happened to a greater tag team. And uh, I'm glad to see that Ethan Page is the one that took the loss. So, so the North got the belts back? Didn't they lose them? So the North got the belts back from the Motor City Machine Guns. Okay. And then... Then they, uh, Ethan Page has been just cutting these promos on uh, Gallows. 
like um, re- repetitively on Twitter. Because apparently at one point there's a backstage segment where he slaps uh, Luke Gallows. And, well, you know, Gallows is kind of a big guy. I don't know if that's the guy I'd want to be uh, slapping around. <laughs> but uh, he's calling himself the Karate Man, Ethan Page, by the way. That's fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely a huge shout-out to the Good Brothers for winning the tax straps. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, another accolade. That's right. Um, and I would imagine they are probably, they may very well be in short company when it comes to where they've held titles. Well, I mean, they would be right up there with uh, Team 3D or the Dudleys. Or did the Dullies ever hold Impact title? Oh, yeah. Yep, they did. Did they? Mm-hmm. Right. The Dudleys go down in history what about the as Road Warriors? probably the most decorated. The Road Warriors? Were they in Impact? Yeah, only for like a hot minute. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know if they ever got a title shot. I don't remember. I'm going to look up the uh, tag team history there. Tag team championships. Oh, by the way, the Knockouts tag team titles coming back. Uh, the brackets were announced at Turning Point. So that is, uh, that's going to be interesting to see. All right, let's see. I'm just kind of scrolling through good old Wikipedia. Good old Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, so it doesn't show... Uh, I guess I have to look at NWA World Tag Titles because technically, uh, yeah, but I think they were TNA. Um, no, maybe they were still defending the NWA stuff. Let's see, here. but they were TNA. Yeah. Um. I know that that the Legion of Doom had a brief stint in Impact, but they did not hold the titles, I don't think. All right, so that boots them out. Mm-hmm. Um, man, so they are really in select company for that little trifecta. Yeah, because they held the, the WWE tag titles, the WWE Raw tag titles, uh, New Japan... Impact, um, I'm sure a number of different independents when they were. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just talking about the, like Impact New Japan and WWE. Wow, I, I don't know of any other ones that that would have done it. That might be the only two right now. Maybe, maybe somebody else flew in there under the radar or something. Crazy. I never knew that Red Shirt Security actually won the tag titles at one point. <laughs> Boy, TNA was such a hoot back then. A hoot. A hoot? A hoot. Hoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, remember, uh, just think of the weekly pay-per-use. Remember that one? That was a hoot, too. That was the I liked I liked the weekly pay-per-views. The Australian company, WWA, was interesting. (laughs) They tried hard. 
Jimmy Borash tried hard. That's that's the best I can say. <laughs> he tried hard. God bless you, Jeremy. God bless. I will say that, uh, yeah, and, uh, I've seen some crappy <laughs> wrestling shows in my time. So. Well, there's always the, you know, one of these days we're going to have to go over the worst pay-per-views in wrestling uh, history. So that's, yeah, but that's easy. That's the one from the from the dude from Dark Side of the Ring where he put it on. They had all the like the all the old timers, and we bought it, and it was it was just like, like terrible. And Tully Blanchard comes out and suddenly is bleeding, and <laughs> yeah, I mean that was we saw that we saw the AEW one. That was I mean uh, actually, that wasn't too terribly bad, but that one at least uh, the they were trying. Was, the main event made no sense. Yeah. What you mean to tell me Ricky Morton's had Twitter all these years and I didn't know? God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> damn you, Morton. Damn you. <laughs> Stan, get on Twitter, see if he got an account. <laughs> I you know, there are a lot of times where I wish I could just, you know, have a big attacks return as some of these guys have and just say, you know what, damn it, I'm throwing a show. <laughs> just just to do it you know but then then i realized that i would i would lose all respect from those that i've worked with and you know that would suck why nothing wrong with promoting a show no but I, I just talking like a, a big time aew pay-per-view yeah <laughs> i'm awe baby <laughs> yeah awe i'm sorry not awe <laughs> I mean, hey, don't Ma- get me wrong, though. I mean, we went to a few of those too. Hey, and they, for they being a, a small time show, that was quite the spectacle. Well, and they had with with the other shows we went to, like the pay per view was a huge event. And and as much as we would make fun of Mister Ward, and and certainly there's room to do it, but fact is, he got on pay per view. He had a huge showing as far as ticket sales. Give him credit for that. And, I mean, how many people in Virginia can say that they were able to put a show together like that and get the buzz of the industry? Granted, there were some negatives as far as who he paid and didn't, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that he threw a show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, I'll give it to him. I mean, he, he definitely... Definitely knew how to get the fans in there. And he did. I mean, when we watched Jamin Olivens here for the first time, we knew for a fact this guy was a star. We're like, this guy has it. And we, of course, got to watch um, a very confusing Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer match, (laughs) which never thought I'd see the day where my only opportunity to see Terry Funk live would be at a Virginia independent wrestling show that, Hey, ended up on pay-per-view. So why not? Um, yeah. Jim we Duggan. See if we can find that somewhere. Ooh, that's our, that's going to be our debut watch along. That's going to be the CTC debut no, watch along. I'll find really? it. I'll find you it. Find it. Right. You find it. I'll find it. Now, how I long that takes, who knows? Commentary. I would just love to hear the commentary. Wasn't that Night of Legends? Yeah, Night of Legends. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, I'm sure you. I'm sure you can probably still find it. I, I'm, something tells me he probably has cases of it out in the shed. <laughs> you want a DVD? <laughs> I got a DVD for you. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, WrestlingEpicCenter.com's got it, and it is six dollars. Six dollars. Get it? You get that? You buy it? Get that? Why'd you add it? For six bucks, won't you give me a copy? <laughs> Here we go with the rundown of the card, and and we will get to the big news out of WWE. I do want us to talk about that, but this this goes with we have to mention it. Yes, it's Terry Funk I mean, and Tommy Dreamer in a regular matchup that ends up in a no holds barred <laughs> fight all over the arena, but and I think it ended in a countout. <laughs> um. No, it ended with a small package. My bad. Sorry. Uh, Jamin Olivenci and Sanjay Boy, don't Dutt. Don't spoil it. What the? What the? If we're what? Do a what? Don't, sp- don't okay. spoil it. Okay. Just right. tell them who's wrestling. Uh, <sighs> okay. So I already said it. So uh, Olivenci and Sanjay Dutt. Um, we met and we really became big followers of C.W. Anderson when we saw him. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember. This guy, Muhammad Akbar, but he was a performer there. Fit Finley was supposed to be there. One, one in uh, Muhammad Akbar, when he, uh... Oh, crap. Uh, I see. I, I know where he, you're going. I, was I, he just using a different name? I think it is. I think that was Muhammad Hussain, but I'm not sure. Um, and then, of course, there's the Ricky Morton... Uh, thing with Kevin Nash, and I can't get into all of that without starting to do spoilers, but I'm going to bookmark this Yeah, page. the thing, the thing. Yeah. And then, the, what was it, the Outrider? Or, what did the, the Dusty Roads under the mask? Oh, yeah, 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 the Battle Royal. That was a dark match, yeah. too. It was an awful, awful dark match. Um, now, on commentary, do, do I, should I say who was on commentary for this? Sure, tell them who's on commentary. Yeah, commentary was Chris Cruz, Dutch Mantel, and Larry Zabisco. And mm-hmm. and remember, all of the ring music was generic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all the same it, it theme was... in, in loop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, think about it. You got to meet Ivan Koloff. Yeah. Uh, you got to not only meet, but sit down and talk to... Uh, Jamin and Sanjay Dutt. Yes, both um, very nice guys. Yeah, you got to try and get uh, hustled by Robert G- or Ricky. Yeah, Robert Gibson. <laughs> but we didn't fall for that. Nope. You know. You know why? We went to his left. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> oh, but you, you're, uh, you're laughing because you it's almost, funny. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got suckered into the back. By Hats, Hacksaw, oh, thank God I dodged that bullet because that could have been awkward as hell. <laughs> Come on back here, kid. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for you, but you got to come to the back. Um, I'm just going to stay right out here. Got my buddies out here. It'd be kind of, you know, awkward to leave them behind. <laughs> no, I'd be like, go on, go get it. <laughs> get it. I couldn't sit down for the rest of the show. Uh, Our first time meeting Sonny, which was great. 
Well, what, who else was there? Oh, God. Uh, if we're talking about people that no, we... No, females, females. Oh, Lita. Lita was there. Lita was there, and we get there. Missy Hyatt was there, too. Um, yeah, maybe that's who it was. Maybe it was Missy. Because I think Missy was sitting beside Sonja. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Sonny was on one side. Missy was on the other. And apparently that was a debacle in and of itself. Because um, that was shortly after the... Uh, breakdown of what was it wrestlingvixens.com where Sonny, Missy and a few other wrestlers, female wrestlers used to go in the nude <clears throat> but yeah we will, you know what that is going to be, I got to confirm with these guys that it's actually available for sale and if it is I'm going to buy it and we'll we'll do the watch along we'll do the damn thing oh my god that's going to be crazy <laughs> Crazy. So, <laughs> to our to our feature story, to the events that took place, God, it's just yesterday. Um, this hey, one, you know, wait a second, uh, just real quick though. Now that I think about it, if I can find the stuff from in Charlotte. We could do that one, too. Oh, yes. You know what? They sent us all that stuff. Yes. You know what? Somewhere I should have the video. If you can find that login, we can definitely do that. Because it was Vimeo, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember, but they they sent me the the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it both shows or just one? Maybe it's just the one show. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but you'll actually get to see me uh, not once but twice, uh, too sweet, uh, Hangman Page. So. Boo! <laughs> Boo! This... So not only did I get a good deal on a t-shirt, <laughs> an autograph, and uh, probably 8 by 11 I got two sweets twice. Two this, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> That's funny. We don't forget, Hangman. We don't forget. <laughs> You're so bitter. <laughs> so, Brian, when's the last time you heard the phrase union when it came to WWE or WWF? Uh, man, they try that stuff all the time. So... Um, I mean, I think the WWE gets away with a lot of crap calling them, um, what do they call them? Independent contractors. Independent, that's it, independent contractors. So I think they get away with a lot of crap. Yeah. And, I mean, let's face it, COVID, COVID-19, it was a horrible timing for WWE. It's not that they don't do releases after WrestleMania, but they did this year which was probably not the best timing for them. But they released something like 30 on-screen talents, not to mention the 100-plus that was off-air. All of these people released were basically given, you've got 90 days where you can't compete, do this, this, and this, and then you can fly be free. We already knew that there were guys like you know FTR who were really unhappy and got their release just before these big releases. Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, now known as Brian Myers. These guys who had been on TV but 
really weren't getting a spotlight. Heath Slater's another one. And all of these guys were released, and there was a really public outcry for the poor timing of it, but also for the fact that these guys had nothing to fall back on. So there was a lot of buzz just recently about, you know, these guys need to get together. They need to unionize. Now, before we went on the air, I asked Brian just to make sure we had a kind of a, a launching point to see where we stood. Hey, what do you know about unions? And him and I are both in a similar field here where we really don't have a lot of insight. So, of course, I looked it up. And the basic definition of a union is the act or process of organizing workers to become members of a labor union, which is an organization that represents people who work in a particular industry. Ultimately, what this means is wrestlers who could group together to fight for common interests, such as health insurance, better benefits, scheduled time off, things like that, which would completely go against WWE's claims of talent as independent contractors. When the releases kind of dropped out of sight, and we started seeing these guys turn up in different places, Zack Ryder, now known as Matt Cardona, of course, uh, the Good Brothers, Heath Slater, Rhino, the list goes on, FTR. All of these guys start showing up, and, and, and that conversation kind of dies down because now they're making money again. But suddenly we start hearing that WWE is now stretching their grasp into third-party streaming platforms like Cameo, like Twitch, like uh, YouTube. And they're basically telling their talent, hey, you can't use your name or likeness in association to third-party streaming or accounts like Cameo where you're making money off of your name. Basically put, they want a control of that. Well, this didn't make a lot of people very happy. As a matter of fact, there have been some people that were very, very vocal in saying that this is unfair because it doesn't allow people to make money off of what they worked so hard for, which is their names. One of those people was just released yesterday because of this situation, and that is one Zelina Vega, formerly and I guess now known as Thea Trinidad. Uh, Miss Vega, Miss Trinidad was on Twitch and basically stated that, hey, WWE talent should unionize. Paige has said this publicly. In the past, uh, Bret Hart and Jesse Ventura have said this. And we even know that Aleister Black, of course, Selena or Thea's husband, has been openly stating how unhappy he was and apparently has been asking to be moved down to NXT, which, by the way, the reports are that they said no. So, we know that at one point in the 90s, there was talk about unionization going on, and basically Hulk Hogan squashed it. This was early, early 90s. So, here we are now, we're at this, we're at this crossroads again, where seemingly WWE has stepped in it, and in full, full transparency, I don't know the extent of what WWE does off television, as far as protecting talent outside of what we already can confirm, which is paying for surgeries and rehab to bring a talent back. Outside of that, what do they do? I mean, really, that's the question. Because if you're going to tell your talents that you can't broadcast on Twitch, because face it, I mean, Up, Up, Down, Down is a huge, huge show. It's got a great, great big audience. It's almost as big as being the elite. I might actually be just as big. But what you don't see or what you don't hear 
is guys like AJ Styles and uh, there's another guy. Um, uh, maybe it's Adam Cole. But these are guys that have been able to continue to, to stream because one being on an NXT deal and the other being one of WWE's made guys. So it seems to be that it's not a fair treatment. It's not a fair shake. Well, I mean, for me, the fact that you call them, uh, what do you call them again? Independent contractors. Yeah. Um, I think it's time somebody pushed it. Um, I think it's BS. And... I think I think I think it's time somebody somebody just goes for it and tries to do something with them. Um, I mean, you can't keep uh, treating people this way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it's, it's it's just not possible. But yet they seem to get away with it all the time. Um, Uh, Lord, uh, I really, I never would have thought it would have come like this, but I mean, you can't, I don't see how you can call these people independent contractors and then tell them that you now own all of their social media. Mm -hmm. And that's what it boils down to. I mean, I just don't, I just don't see it. How... Do you think you're going to get away with that? Because they're not. Some of these social medias aren't being aren't um, done under the the guise of the WWE. I mean, they want all of it. They want mm-hmm. their personal ones. They want you know their Twitter accounts. They want their uh, Facebook accounts. They want their Instagram. They want their TikTok. I mean, they want it all. And and how do you, what gives you the right to do that if they're independent contractors? Well, and that's the that's the crazy part. I mean, you've publicly, as a publicly traded company, you have identified your talent, your roster, as independent contractors, which means they have agreed upon rate and agreed upon deal, but. Outside of that, our understanding of an independent contractor means as long as you're not violating your contract, you should be able to do what you want. I mean, is it not? Is that not how that typically works? When you have a contract, you show up for your TV taping deals. You don't alter your appearance because you're on TV. I get that part. But outside of that, what you do in your personal time and under your your real name, your government name... Who is anybody else to say that you can or can't do it? I I just don't understand the dynamic of that. I don't either. And again, I don't understand how they're getting away with it. Um, Well, I do because I guess people are catering to it. But if that wasn't part of the contract to begin with, I don't see how they can just come along now and, and take it. Um. I think if it's me, especially somebody like Xavier Woods, who has a very successful uh, enterprise going with up, up, down, down, 
Mm-hmm. If that's mine and mine alone, I think I might sit out. I think I might legitimately be like, you're not getting it. I'll sit, I'll sit out. I'm hurt or, you know, whatever. Um, and then, well, you just take me to court and let's see what happens. Right. Um, cause I mean that to me, that'll be the telling point is if they go to court and a court finds for the talent that the WWE can't take that or can't make them shut it down or turn it over or whatever, then this becomes a moot point for everybody else. But if everybody just kind of bows down to them and lets it happen, then nobody's really ever going to know. So, like, from this point forward, all the contracts will have the clause in there. You see what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, everybody should understand the, the magnitude of um social media nowadays i mean there are legit people out there making millions of dollars a year on social media and some of these wrestlers may be making that kind of cash who knows um i know you know like lacey evans i like to watch lacey evans um thing she does uh every once in a while because mm-hmm. I like Lacey Evans. Doesn't mean I'm a donate to her or nothing, but I'm sure there are people are that are donating to her. They're becoming supporters and, you know, generating money for them. And for some of these people who, you know, I, I get, uh, who was it that Jericho? Was it Jericho that, yeah, I think it was Jericho that recently said that you know, in AEW, the cons pay for it all. Mm-hmm. Your hotels are paid for. Your flights are paid for. Your, you know, I don't remember if you said meals or whatever. You know, all this stuff is is paid for by the company the way it should be. But in the WWE, you got to pay for everything out of your own pocket. And I'm sure some of these guys aren't making what a Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or, you know, are making. And it might be kind of hard on some of these people. And maybe that's their way of supplementing their, their income. Mm -hmm. And guess what you've just done? You've just taken it away from them. And it may actually put people in a worse spot. Well, and that's where that's where my question comes into play. I, I keep saying it because it is a valid question. You can define your talent as independent contractors all you want, and and I guess I understand why you would say what you say. But here's the deal: when you've got people in this position and they're doing what they're doing, you you have to remember that at some point, if they're hurt in needing to keep their name out there. They've got to do what they got to do, and that's not that's not them being selfish. That's them keeping their self themselves afloat to stay in business, and that's where it always confuses me how these people get taken advantage of. 
And look, I'm not saying that it's like a sweatshop because, you know, clearly it's not. But there's room. There's a lot of room right now for this stuff to be improved. And I think that that is where a lot of this comes from. No, I, I think it's pure greed on the WWE's part. Mm-hmm. Again, what you know, you hear it time and time again. They don't want another John Cena. They don't want another Hulk Hogan. They don't want another Rock or Austin or Undertaker. They don't want those no more. Right. Because and uh, Bully Ray, just you know, on his podcast, was talking about it. They don't want these people to ever break that glass ceiling because once you once somebody breaks that glass ceiling, then you can't control them, and it's mm-hmm. all about control. And this is a classic example of control because I mean I don't know what Xavier Woods, you know, his views draw for up up down down right. I would imagine it's pretty good. And if you get the right person with the right charisma to start doing these things and start drawing in millions of viewers and their star starts to rise and you know you get to a point where the WWE can't control it, well, that's exactly what they're trying to avoid. So they're going to make sure that it doesn't happen. And, you know, could you imagine The Rock on social media? Uh, if he had social media back in his, uh, you know, when he first became The Rock and that ship took off? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, him and Austin would have been the biggest, le, you know, legit sports entertainers ever. Well, um, and one of the things that that those guys benefited from was the ability to grow through house shows and grow through merchandise sales. Now, you said earlier, and this is something we talked about, that, you know, wrestling at that time, we're we're at a time right now where if if WWE wants to focus on on somebody, their goal is to make a million dollars off of T-shirts, which is very true. It is, um, I mean, that's exactly what they do. That's how they market. So with what we've seen, you know, now with these releases and with some of these people, hey, uh, you know, it makes sense that they would want to, you know, make a, a, a Twitch stream. Or in Zelina Vega's case, she actually created an OnlyFans account. Now, Brian, I don't know if you've ever heard of OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. But it's basically... There's two separate trains of thought for this type of account. OnlyFans accounts have been used by a lot of female superstars to do um, personal photo shoots. We'll word it that way. And then there's others who have utilized it just for staying in contact with their fans. Not necessarily for you know adult purposes. So Zelina, in, that, in, in this case, is actually one of those people where she was showing her cosplay. You know, because she does that a lot on Instagram. And why not create a subscription plan for that? If you truly are that big of a fan of Zelina Vega, and she wants to send you pictures like Velvet Sky does of, you know, because Velvet's done the uh, Princess Leia gear and all the different NFL and baseball teams, why not? 
But here's the thing. Velvet Sky, of course, is a free agent. You know, she can do whatever she wants. Zelina Vega, very different from Thea Trinidad, Zelina Vega is not. She is or was a WWE talent. And the fact that they would try to keep them from that, especially when there's no house shows, no opportunity to increase merch sales outside of what you do on TV, what is she supposed to do for extra income? Right. Uh, again, it's just one of the things that I think they probably should not be doing it. Mm-hmm. And until somebody calls them on it, uh, like she did, um, they're going to keep trying to get away with it. Yeah. Um, now, I, I believe this did, her little post about unionization did... Uh, pick up the watchful eyes of somebody in the government. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, they really have to, the WWE should really make sure they're aware of the power of social media. Um, they probably should have just left it alone. Um, and said, as long as you're not discussing, you know, any backstage, private WWE stuff, feel free. Well, and here's the thing, and and Brian, you just alluded to it, and I'm glad you brought this up. Andrew Yang, who has been very vocal about his uh, unhappiness with how WWE treats talent, um, he has caught wind of this, and of course now he has stated that he has not forgotten about Vince McMahon, and he's even stated that if he was to become Secretary of Labor, that he would do whatever it took to go through and and make sure that WWE is handling talent appropriately. It's interesting that he would label them by name. I don't know how well that'll do for him, but, um, I mean, that is not the kind of attention you want. It doesn't matter where you stand as far as politically. You don't want government attention. <laughs> you want to be under the radar for that. Yeah, oh, I agree. And But again, though, I mean, they've been doing stuff like this for a long time, and mm-hmm. they get away with it. People let them get away with it. People don't try and call them because, you know, it, a lot of, and this is the part that kind of baffles me, I mean, you you should really, if you're a talent, you should probably rethink a lot of things, especially at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the last few years, it has become very evident that you don't have to be in the WWE to make a very good living. Yeah. Um. And in some cases, they're making a better living than what they would have gotten in the WWE. Right. Uh, even working uh, independence, you know, the true the true independence that uh, we haven't seen. Now, I'm not to say that, you know, during COVID, you know, you can pull that, that off on the independence, but I'm sure that a lot of these guys wouldn't have a problem going to AEW or 
uh, Impact or New Japan or, you know, wherever and making a good living. Yeah. Well, and we've we've talked a lot about this, especially when AEW first started. Like, with all the castaways, with all the WWE releases, we're like, well, wait a minute. We don't want to just overload with former WWE people. But a talent like Zelina Vega, yeah, absolutely, I'd put Thea Trinidad in an AEW ring. Absolutely. Uh, Aleister Black, yeah. If Tommy N's contract was to be, you know, just randomly expired for whatever reason, damn right, I'd put him in the ring in AEW. You mean to tell me that Aleister Black versus Darby Allin wouldn't be a damn good match? Yeah, it would be amazing. Him and Pac, him and freaking Moxley, not to mention the people he's never even touched before, right? I mean, this this you're not in the world you were before where there was nobody else. It used to be a running gag. What are you going to do, go to TNA? I get it. I, I, I understood. But you're not there anymore. And outside of Tony Khan just really just punching you in the nose on television, and, and it only takes but so much to do that, um, there's a lot of places for people to go now. So you don't hold the cards that you once held. This isn't to say that, oh, WWE is doomed. The stock's tanking, because it's not. The stock's actually rising. And believe it or not, here's the icing on the cake. This one just screams dick move, Brian. Uh, WWE recently did put a job opportunity together for Twitch-related activities for the company. <laughs> So all that hard work that these guys do, think about it. You're traveling to and from Florida. Let's say you live in, uh, you know, Maryland. To and from Florida every week. Or maybe you're even paying for an apartment down in Florida to support the company. So you're doing that every week. you got nothing to do after a taping is done. It's not like you can just go randomly do press. Unless you're on the show for a pay-per-view, what are you going to do press about? You can't. And you can't do podcasts unless it's been vetted by WWE. And so you have to do something. Xavier Woods is a great example of that because he had an Achilles injury that kept him out for a year. What the hell is he supposed to do? If they don't ask him to come do Talking Smack or Raw Talk or whatever this stupid pre-show or post-show is, he's got nothing to do. Obviously, he's going to go to the gym. He's going to do a lot of things. Don't get me wrong, but... You can't just, you're going to take all this away and then you're going to be, ah, but here's what we'll do. We'll create a company branded Twitch channel and yeah, you're going to get, you know, obviously WWE will get fans that will watch their Twitch stream. That's not a question. Of course you will. But the people that work their asses off like Xavier Woods, like Adam Cole or Cesaro or Thea Trinidad to put together a solid following without anyone's help are the ones that get screwed in the process. Right. Yeah, I mean, I would be really curious how up, up, down, down changes. Um, Now with the WWE, you know, sticking their little fingers in it. Maybe, maybe we could see, maybe we could see, you know, because we joke about it, you know, what's so-and-so doing in the impact zone? That's what we used to joke about. <laughs> Maybe we'll finally see, <laughs> what's Kofi Kingston doing in AEW? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all kidding aside, look, these guys definitely deserve to be treated better. They deserve, honestly, they deserve the opportunity to have health insurance. 
They deserve the opportunity. If they're going to pay a higher premium, so be it. We get it. It's a high-risk environment. But they deserve the opportunity to be taken care of as employees. Like, look at the guys from from yesteryear, Brian. Look at guys like Marty Gennetti. You know, here's a guy that broke his ankles, broke his arms, his legs, all for the love of a business. And, and over time, the company that claimed that they would take care of their talent after they'd leave has done nothing for him. They didn't send him to rehab. <laughs> they didn't they didn't pay for any subsequent surgeries to his ankles that, you know, he busted up over the years. But if you got a guy like uh, Johnny Gargano, for example, let's say Johnny Gargano was to do a baseball slide and break his foot. I bet you they pay for his rehab. Now, when he leaves the company, though, it's a different story. Like Cody Rhodes right now, if he were to if he were to get in a car accident, I don't see WWE reaching out to help out. Tony Khan's going to take care of him. But the Good Brothers, on the other hand, they might be able to use some help or Hornswoggle or, you know, we're talking about current people all of a sudden, but looking at guys like Nikolai Volkov, who was taking care of him? Ivan Koloff, God rest his soul. Who was taking care of him? There's a lot of people that WWE just kind of seemingly, you know, let go and just said, eh, they're okay. They're on their own. That's a, that's a dirty kind of way to do it. Well, I mean, I've tried to bring you to the light for years now. Well, you know, there's a huge difference between what I watch on TV versus what I think of a company's dealings in the back, you know. Not necessarily. It's just because you watch it on TV, Mm -hmm. does that mean you are separated from what happens back there? Well, I think that there's a, uh, an ignorance is bliss excuse, but the reality is you're right, because if you're watching it, or if you're... You know, buying a T-shirt or paying for the network, I guess, because you're really not buying pay-per-views for them anymore. Um, then, yeah, you kind of are saying, okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the fact that, you know, Thea Trinidad is now jobless because you don't like the fact of what she says on a Twitch stream or what she tweets on social media. Right. You know, that's, that's a pretty... There's no other way to put it. That's a pretty shitty deal. You know, you just that's just not how you treat people. Um, you know, AJ Styles, on the other hand, can go on Twitch and say, I don't know, guys. I mean, it seems like uh, they're doing what they got to do, but AJ Styles is a made man. What, are they going to fire AJ Styles because he says, I support unions? Bet you they'd take him off TV for a week or two, but he'll be back just before you know it. Because he's a made guy. You know, he's a made guy. They got to keep him on TV. Zelina Vega, though, well, apparently not so much. I, I, would Im- I would imagine there's more to the story, though. Yeah. Um, I would imagine there's more that's not being said. Um, I would imagine that while this 90-day compete cl- no-compete clause is in effect, she's probably not going to say anything. Sure. But come uh, February... Imagine, just like Miro, she'll be another one that may very well say something. Her interview would be one I'd want to hear, you know? 
like just yeah, yeah, all again, of the dealings of what be, happens. Yeah, it may not be as like cutthroat as you may think because you know once again her husband does still work there mm-hmm. you know um, but I would imagine she'll have something to say I mean they all do once what you know once they're let go you don't hear anybody say anything but after the 90 days is when normally you you know somebody says something FTR uh, again, um, bless, I can't, I can't believe I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It happens. I just said it a second ago. Miro. Miro. Yeah. I just said it like 30 <laughs> seconds ago and I forgot it that fast. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, they all do it. Once the 30 days is up, they got new ties to the company. You know, you normally get one or two. You know, I will say this to kind of get us back towards something a little bit more positive. I'm so glad that guys like Miro, when they debuted on AEW, didn't do the cart, you know, the carte blanche of interviews or the, the, the typical cliche, I'm so glad to be a wrestling company again. I'm so glad he didn't do that. I always hated those stupid promos. I know, kind of a random thing to say. Well, whatever. Hey, speaking of random, speaking of random, Brian, uh, I had a random video message given to me this week. Um, Now, my work was doing a contest for sales. As as many folks know, I work in the sales field outside of uh, broadcasting. And uh, apparently I won the contest. I didn't actually know that I had won. And my boss... Sends me a, a, a message on, we use Slack, which is a popular messaging system. And he says, hey, can you hop on Zoom for a second? And, of course, the first thing I thought, Brian, was, oh, shit. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> I didn't do it, man. I don't care what they said. It wasn't me. He's like, hey, hop on Zoom. He's like, uh, can you see my screen? I was like, uh, no. He's like, all right, give me a second. And all of a sudden, he pulls up this screen, and it's there's Matt Hardy's face. I'm like, what the hell? And he hits play, and, and of course, when he first hits play, I can't hear any audio. Because Zoom is just such a wonderful software. You know, you have to click, share computer sound. I'm like, uh, Andrew, I, I can't hear it, buddy. He's like, oh, okay, give me a second. So he hits play, and, he, and all of a sudden I hear Matt Hardy saying, I just wanted to say that I understand Stan has done great. And so I'm like, what the hell? And I found out that that my boss, this is the kind of guy he is, because he's super cool. He listens, he does listen to the show, um, but he's just a, a, a oh, guy that. Oh, really? So that explains it right there. Here we go. Here, let me, I don't he have listens. the sound effect box anymore, so hang on. There we go. <laughs> but no, seriously, he's a good dude. He, he really is a good guy. And, and he knows that I'm a huge wrestling fanatic. We talk wrestling a lot, at least we used to back when we were in the office more. Um,. But he's like, yeah, so I, I wanted you to have a cool prize. He said, and, and of course, you know, I, I did win a prize outside of this. But he goes, I wanted it to be something unique. He's like, and I figured what better way, because we had actually just talked about Matt Hardy the week prior. And he's like, what, what better way than to do this? So he went on Cameo, and he got me a, a minute and a half, basically a promo for Matt Hardy telling me what a kick-ass job I was doing. And I was like, that is pretty badass. 
Yeah, so you want me to bring you back down to earth? Ah, uh, here we go. Way to go, Stan. You know, two weeks later, somebody else got one. Yeah, I know. I know. There's other people getting them. No. No, no. I'm sure there's other people getting them. Is that uh, he had to be paid to say that about you. <laughs> well, it's not like Matt Hardy's ever going to look my way. I mean, really. Let's well, be honest. Let's I'm be just real. saying. Let's not get too excited. Uh, well, his well, wife His wife already cool. hates me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the idea was cool. And you're on your rocket ship. I to the moon. Woo! <laughs> I'm trying to knock you out this guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was cool, though. I mean, you know, you're right. You're, you're right. There's tons of people getting videos. And, and I think Cameo is an awesome way to just interact with these guys because it's personalized messages and it's really cool. But and Don't forget, Sonny, you have one that's going to pop up in your direction. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so <laughs> First off, that'd be insane because I would have a stupid smile on my face, like "Oh, this is so cool," and then and then I'd be like, "Wow, what?" I'm gonna say this, and somebody's gonna give me a hard time. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you wait. Christmas is coming, Sonny. Christmas is coming. <laughs> oh, uh, don't forget, don't forget, Sonny uh, Chase. That uh, evil Uno is looking for you. <laughs> We haven't forgotten. As a matter of fact, we love the Dark yeah, Order. Yeah. And now that we know how it works. Oh, God. And the cool thing is, like, so I went on Cameo. I was like, I wanted to see just how many different people were on there, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can get Marty Jannetty. So me being one of the biggest marks in the world for uh, the Rockers, that would have been actually kind of cool, although I'd be worried about what he would say. Um, I buried it new from the, from the bowling alley. <laughs> That some bitch. He tried to get me. Oh, jeez, Marty. I don't know if it's that kind of video. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, but I mean, there, there's and, and there's MJF on there. So if you want MJF to call you a total oh, D bag, <laughs> um, there is. Uh, how much? How much do they cost? What, so it average? ranges. Like uh, Marty Janetti was sixty five bucks. Well, that's not bad. What about MJF? Uh, let's see here. Uh, MJF. MJF, where is he? I'll find him. Give me a second here. Because there's a huge, huge list. I mean, literally everybody is on here. Raven, Brian Cage. How much is Evil Uno? Let's just jump right into it. How much is Evil Uno? So here's the thing, and I was this is what I was leading up to. I couldn't find Evil Uno. I was really sad. But you know who I did find? Who'd you find? Johnny Hungy! <laughs> Johnny Hungy! <laughs> He might actually be one of my new favorite wrestlers. Seriously. He's just that so damn good. Maybe, maybe, like, you know, because I'm sure you got to send directions or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should just, like, in the, in the like, directions or whatever, you know, what to say. Be like, hey, can you do it at Dynamite and just have Eno, Evil Uno pop in the first? Oh, time? that'd be amazing. I'll send you an extra hundred. So, okay, MJF can do an actual conversation with you, it looks like, and I, I think it's per minute. I'm not positive on this, so I'm not going to go too far with it. But his video, like to request a video, is 500 bucks. Woo. Dang. I mean, look, 
the, there's a guy out there. There's a person out there that is a huge MJF fanatic, and be like, "That's the coolest thing ever," and I would not put it past anybody to do it. Oh no! So don't get me wrong. If I just had the five sitting around, I right. would have no problem doing it. But apparently, uh, when he does it, when he does it, he's a dick. <laughs> he well, just tears people down. For, is to be a dick. I mean, Ric Flair's on here. 500. Flair? Yeah. Dominic, yeah. Dominic Truex for five bucks, though. I don't know who he is. Five bucks. <laughs> Dominic Truex. Never heard of him, but five dollars, you can get a cameo from him. Shit. How much is, uh, uh, what's his name? Silver. Uh, 55, actually. A bargain. Yeah, tell, tell him, send him, say, hey, we'll throw in another 50 if you get Evo Uno on here. I just want to see him get get the papers thrown at him. <laughs> uh, Scott Steiner, hundred bucks. Damn, that's not bad. Jim Powers, holy hell! All right, that's it. We're spending money on Jim Powers. <laughs> Jim Powers, thirty five bucks. We're gonna have to. We have to check this out. I'm Marty, check this out. Marty Gennetti raised his rates. He's seventy dollars now. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it, Marty! Right, so, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll throw these two out there real quick. Yeah. Uh, so, wave two of AEW should be starting to hit store soon. And this is Moxley with the title. Can't wait. Page. Do what? Can't wait for that one. I want the one with the title. Yep. Uh, Page, MJF. Lucha Brothers and Dustin. Now it looks like that there's the the Dustin is taller than the other ones. Really? And Moxie might be a little bit taller too. Hmm. Yeah, Dustin looks like he stands and he's in the background and he uh, Phoenix only comes up to his like a little past his shoulder. So nice. There's a there must be a little scale going forward uh, I forget who the exclusives were I think MJF is one Moxley's uh, the other one <clears throat> I is believe. it Moxley the other one yes so in, in associated wrestling figure news there is a two pack coming out Brian did you see this I think you're the one actually that sent me the picture of this um, Blood Brothers although it says blood and guts on the box Cody and Dustin, a ringside exclusive. 50 bucks for the two of them from their double or nothing match. Or no, this was was it double or nothing or all out? I think it's all out. Okay. So their all out match where of course Dustin bled like a daggone faucet. Um uh-huh. and both Cody and Dustin are covered in blood. Yeah. I might be interested in that one, by the way. I it, can see that. It looks kinda nasty. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and and just throw this out there. Let me just throw this out there because you know, breaking news right here on corner to corner. Boop, 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 boop. We, might, we might very well be the first one to officially break this news. For those of you that uh, collect, not collect, but order mm-hmm. uh, Pro Wrestling Crate from our good friends at ProWrestlingTees.com. 
they have just uh, popped, or not popped, but uh, just put out what's going to be in the December crate. Ah. So there's breaking news on what's coming your way in December. And it says two special branded items from Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm not sure what they are. I don't know what branded items are. I don't know if they're t-shirts or if it's something new or what. And then the names that they mention mm-hmm. are the Ultimate Warrior, Bully Ray, Dan Housen. Dan Housen! Who is hilarious, by the way. Uh, Lex Luger. Tatanka. Holy crap. And TJP. Yeah, a little TJ Perkins for the soul. Cool. Yeah. And this next crate in December is going to include two autograph 8x10s. Which, unfortunately, I can rule out the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, ouch. Ouch. Because <laughs> something would tell me, even with the seal, if that one popped up, I would be a little sus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might be like, um, what? <laughs> what warehouse have we had these in for uh-huh. years now or whatever it is? Huh? Yeah. Call, get the mystery machine in here. We're going to Chicago. <laughs> Raggy. Uh, I'm trying to think who's already signed one for him. Uh, I don't think TJP has. I don't think Luger has. Wow. So this, I don't know if anybody's done an autograph for him yet. I don't know that I'd really want a TJP autograph, but like Luger, Warrior, obviously that's a challenge. But uh, Bully Ray, yeah, you, yeah. you know, that'd be cool. I'd be cool with that. Or Tatanka would actually be cool. Now that we're really talking about it. I mean, Tatanka was... I liked Tatanka back in the day. I think he was underutilized as hell. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, but I believe... Have they already started? No, they have not started the pre-sale yet. 163 crates left, actually. Oh, so I guess they have started the pre-sale. Now, so just so you know, this, this is for the... This is a pre-sale mm-hmm. for the non-subscribers. Right, right. So if you subscribe, you're guaranteed one. This is for all those people that are still dragging their feet about subscribing. I'm always hesitant to do it because as much as I love my uh, my random wrestling stuff, I've got a full shelf right now, and it's already the shelf's already bowing. I need to get more. Um. So, let me just throw this one name out there. Uh, Harley Race. Oh, yes. And so, you know, I think I started on crate number three and had every crate up until the one for this month that hasn't shipped yet. Mm -hmm. So, I literally have been doing this for years and I have a boatload of this stuff. Uh, I mean, I have I have all my T-shirts now in a in a plastic tub, <laughs> and I have to start. And now I got to start a second plastic tub. There's so many of these things. Um, however, 
to get to score Harley Race shortly before he passed away. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the month before. Um, I, I just if I wasn't a, a believer in in again Harley Race, mm-hmm. um, and we're not talking like WWE King Harley Race or you know when he was manager, we're talking like it. Pretty sure he's got the NWA title on. Yeah. Um, so this would go back to the seventies. If that doesn't make you um, a, a fan of this crate, I don't know what would. And again, all the other ones are for. I mean, for nothing. Yeah. That that one crate is worth every penny I've paid. In my opinion. Well, I think that there's a lot of room there because of the. Um all the different shirts and everything that they do. Because I'm a huge... We, we I think we've all got huge collections of shirts for wrestling now. want to thank... Well, also want to thank the uh, the illustrious uh, Rob Hefner for hooking me up with yet more pro wrestling tees, t-shirts. <laughs> my collection is ever-growing. Much to my wife's chagrin. <laughs> more wrestling shirts? What the hell? Yeah. So, but, but, and then... You know, not to mention the other, uh, you know, some of the other little fun stuff that I've gotten out of them things. Yeah. So, I mean, I really, I, even, and this is weird to say, but a domino set from uh, Domino, uh, do, uh, Domino, yeah, uh, um, uh, what was his last name? Um, You're talking about the uh, former WWE guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a domino set. It came in this little wooden box, and I don't play dominoes, but I think it's one of the cooler, the cooler items I've ever gotten out of this. Crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Deuce and Domino. I don't, I don't remember yeah. what his last name was either, but they were the uh, the the throwback tag team, the fifties throwback tag team. Yep. Yep. And he, I guess, Domino kept the persona in the Indies and. Sure enough, there's a, I mean, I think it's got his picture and his name on it, and it's this cool little set of dominoes in this wooden box that, I mean, I think is absolutely cool. And not to mention the t-shirts. Some of the t-shirts are incredibly detailed. Yeah, the one that um, I'm excited that I got was actually an Elite t-shirt that, um, I don't have very much of the elite stuff, so that's pretty cool. Well, Brian, we're up against it, sir. We have reached the finish line for our show this week. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts on the week that was, or what's coming up? Man, I, oh, I mean, I think it'll be another good week for wrestling, mm-hmm. hopefully. But, I mean, we are nearing December 2nd, and that's kind of where my mind is at as far as wrestling goes right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, I'm anticipating this um, just like I anticipate the FTR Young Bucks match. You know, the Page and... Omega match. Hopefully this will live up to the hype, but you know, again, I know this is a few weeks down the road, but kind of, I don't, I mean, 
not to say anything, but I, I, I you know, I don't know if there's going to be a bigger match in the next few weeks. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, things to look forward to right now. I'm I'm curious as to see what uh, December second brings. Um, hey, congratulations to Alexa Bliss getting engaged over the weekend. Um, I myself am looking forward to seeing what they do with uh, Leon Ruff in the North American title. Did you know this guy actually beat Johnny Gargano for the title? Yeah, I saw when the they did the uh, little. Thing and he lets go of the belt. And the belt falls. <laughs> fell, fell down around his feet. Yeah, I mean the guy looks like he's ninety pounds soaking wet, but you know, hey, whatever. I like a good underdog story, so we'll see where it plays out. And and of course, I'm looking forward to Dynamite. I mean, come on, you got a lot of different things going on, and I want to see Darby Allen defend. I want to see him get started, and it's going to be him and Cody tagging up against uh, Team Taz, I believe. So. Got a good main event coming up this week for that. Still building up the Survivor Series, so this coming Sunday we will not be on the air because Survivor Series pay-per-review. Um, but we will be back the following week with all of C2C Radio goodness. So, Brian can be caught up over at uh, the Twitter bot at STRCP21. You can catch up with me at Stan Grubb just about everywhere. And, of course, the show at C2C Radio Show or Corner to Corner Show. Like I said, just about everywhere. So thanks again for listening. We will catch your ass down the road. Thanks, Steve Austin. I stole that from you. See you later, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.